Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Expedition Podcast. Our mission is to inform and educate individuals to make healthier progressions to their lives in a holistic manner. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to support us by leaving a review and following us on Instagram at the Nutrition Expedition. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome to our episode number four, The Importance of Exercise. Hi everyone, and the aim of this podcast is to inform you of some of the main forms of exercise and the benefits that come as a consequence of performing them. So exercise really isn't just moving your body, like hitting 10,000 steps, going to the gym every single day. Like there's so much to exercise and there's a lot that you need to understand in order to exercise effectively to the goals that you want to achieve. Yeah. Um, Upon researching for this um, podcast and episode, we actually found a really like alarming statistic. In 2017 to 2018, two-thirds, so 67% of Australians alone, like this is not the world, this is just Australia, um, adults were overweight or obese, and that's 12.5 million people. Yeah, that's insane. And it was an increase from... That's so bad. Yeah, it was like a 5% increase from just two years prior. So, obviously, this motivated us to really record this um, episode and show you the different types of exercise you can undertake. And basically implement into your life yeah and like i just think the rise is so scary and that's why like it's not just exercise exercise is only one factor of many factors that contribute to obesity and nutrition is the main factor and Uh, we really need to work on it as a it's holistic um, right yeah as a country as a whole like we really need to work on it yeah so do you want to start off with the first exercise yeah so the first exercise is aerobic exercise and this is an exercise that works your cardiovascular system, so it gets your heart really pumping. Um, commonly, this is performed through high-intensity interval, or HIT, or low-intensity steady state, and that is LIST. If you follow our Instagram, you would already be informed of this, um, so make sure you head over there. But we will cover it in, in to ensure everyone has an idea of or both, as I feel like HIT is commonly understood, but not many actually use the terminology of this. Yeah, it's so true. And I'll just start off by explaining what HR. So HIT or high intensity interval training is basically like short bursts with like maximal effort. Um, whereas low intensity steady state is like a constant steady effort at a set pace. Yeah. So the truth is they can both be beneficial for your health for varying reasons. And yeah, firstly, for HIT, if you're like really short on time mm-hmm. and like want a quick work, quick workout, it could be perfect for you as you could reach the same benefits, um, like based of based off how many calories you burn as less in significantly less time. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're trying to improve your anaerobic fitness as, as an athlete, then HIT is the only way to improve this. And just to slightly touch on anaerobic exercise, as a lot of people don't understand what this is. This is when you hit your aerobic peak, so when your body no longer uses oxygen to uh, fuel and uses your anaerobic system. Yeah. Cool. So, um, athletes use this to enhance like their strength, their speed, and their power, and like so that's why anaerobic exercise is so important. So if you're if you're trying to achieve this as an athlete, you can only use HIIT. Just mm-hmm. remember that. And for fat loss. HIIT can be really helpful as it's 
there's active recovery. So that means after your workout, you're still burning calories because your heart rate is really high yeah. and you're going to be still be sweating and exerting oxygen. Whereas a lot of oxygen, whereas um, in list, there's no active recovery. So if you onto list, if you don't like being out of breath and being under significant stress, which I know myself, I don't really like, and that's why I prefer list. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you have an extended period of time to exercise, then this could fit your schedule. Yeah. So um, th- as well, it requires much less recovery, which is so important as if you're an athlete or um, someone that has um, a busy schedule that they need to be ready for, that this can be perfect for you as you can be ready for the whatever you need to be ready for um, and be fully recovered. As well, list has a much lower increase risk, uh, a much lower risk of any um, injury, and this can be as well really like important for most people. And if you're just your average person that doesn't want to get injured and wants to live a happy, healthy life, it can fit your schedule well as it will ensure that you're um, not being injured as much and you can go out your daily life. So, also, could I add that like yeah. people also get into exercise, they might want to, not want to go into HIIT straight away because mm-hmm. it's quite a demanding exercise. Yeah. And so this is really good just to get you motivated and starting to implement exercise into your life. And then once you really um, find yourself accelerating in that, then you can move on to HIIT. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is not a bad thing and they're both just as good as each other mm-hmm. for different reasons and for different people. And to add on that, like... I think this is a very could be a very social exercise. Yeah, so, definitely. Like if you're going for like a power walk, you could go for a power walk with your friends. Yeah. And like you could, it could just be a catch up. And yeah. I think there's a problem in our society where everything has to be revolved around food. And mm-hmm. a lot of our um, catch up with friends or anything like that. Like if you think about it, a yeah. lot of the time it revolves around food. Actually, it's like going dinner dates. Yeah. And like always having picnics or something. That's when you overindulge because you don't realize what you're um, mm. eating and just talking and eating at the yeah. same time so why not go on a walk and i know here in australia there's so many lovely walks to go on yeah exactly. really scenic and i do that quite a lot yeah perfect and um just to add on to it as a whole i don't like just as we spoke about in the nutrition podcast we don't want you to go from zero to 100 like exactly. you don't, you're not going to go from doing no cardio to doing like every single day doing 10,000 steps like that's ridiculous that would exhaust you so like it might just be introducing one day a week going on a comfortable little walk for 30 minutes yeah and just putting headphones in and having time to yourself yeah definitely or it might be just a 10 minute quick high intensity workout that you've found and Mm -hmm. you might enjoy that once a week so just ensure that you're not overdoing it and you're just gradually progressing and that will help your overall health over time yeah. significantly so touching on this um overall wh- why would we do aerobic exercise and what's the importance so the overall it really like as it's called cardio it helps your cardiovascular health yeah so definitely. i actually read a really great study this was labby et al 2015 and the um link to the study will be below the in the description so yeah. make sure you have a look if you're interested and the study was basically on the effects of cardio on both healthy and um, subjects that had heart disease. So there was two sets of subjects. And without giving you the complex scientific information, I'll just want to give a simple breakdown of some of the factors that were common between both subjects as a consequence of improving their cardiovascular health. Yeah, so 
Firstly, what the study found on the physiological side was that there was reduced blood pressure, improved insulin sensitivity, and reduced heart rate variability. All three of these basically reduced the chance of heart disease significantly between both um, sets of people. And like touching back to the obesity crisis in Australia, like if if, if you can find something that's going to help your um, reduce your heart disease risk, why not? Add that into your lifestyle because yeah, exactly. it's only going to benefit your health. Yeah. And um, another another big um, decrease in risk that they found was on depression. And I actually, like when I read this, I really noticed it sort of resonated with me because I noticed this in my life when um, I did my ACL and I couldn't exercise. And through that, because I was so used to having such an active lifestyle, always being running around with mates or going to the gym, that... I got really mentally unwell and I actually yeah. fell into depression. So, okay. um, yeah, if you're um, more active and maybe you, you're not going through the best time right now, um, aerobic exercise could be perfect to get improve your mental health. Not saying it's going to... Be the cure. Or like, yeah, be the cure, but, like, it can contribute to improving it. Yeah, and, definitely, and I feel that as well. Yeah, so it's So many people say that. Um, also, um, it can decrease various cancers... Diabetes, hypertension, which is high blood pressure, osteoporosis, osteoarthritis, and dementia slash Alzheimer's. And um, lastly, if you're an athlete and you like, I don't really want to touch on it um, in depth, but if you're an athlete, like you obviously know cardiovascular fitness for for most sports is going to be so important, and um, like it's going to help significantly in- increase your performance. And this was actually shown through the study. So we won't go into in depth, but training and nutrition for an athlete, like that basically a podcast in itself. And yeah. There's a lot to like to dive into. So look out for that in the future. So now on to the next um, exercise. exercise. Yeah. And uh, we'll go on to strength um, or otherwise known as resistance training. And this is by far my favorite form of exercise yeah. because it can re- like be really good for your overall health, no matter what your goal is. So I feel like there's like a massive stigma with that with lifting weights with girls as they think they'll get bulky or have too much muscle. And today we're going to try to really break out of that stigma and give you the truth behind why so many people were switching towards this form of exercise. Yeah, definitely. So before I start, if you want to get into strength training, I'd highly recommend getting an experienced trainer if you haven't been in the gym. And I emphasize experience because there's so many trainers out there that aren't trained and after getting my certificate three and four, how easy it was. Yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, that it's definitely. scary that anyone could be a trainer. And if I called myself a trainer, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to be an experienced trainer because yeah. I've never done it. But, but I could I could easily just say I am and get a significant amount of people would pay me. So yeah, exactly, that's kind of scary. Yeah, so make sure guys you're doing your research before you um, hire a trainer and make sure that they're right for you to teach you the pro- and the reason is that could we want them to teach you the proper technique and if because if you have incorrect technique like you can seriously injure yourself and obviously you don't want to do that and like i from personal experience see a lot of people going to the gym when they especially young people that are first firstly starting out yeah and like they just go in there and they lift as heavy as they can and they don't know what they're doing they're not exercising with a full range of motion they swim might be swinging with their whole body and it like it's a bit ridiculous because they think they're going to get massive off it but like at the end of the day, because their technique's poor, 
they're most likely going to do more harm than good. More harm than good. So, it would take them longer to get to their goals as mm, well. So just if you're new to the gym, I definitely recommend getting an experienced trainer. And also even just asking your gym members that they're there to help you. And most of the time they're all personal trainers themselves. So don't be afraid. Like, um, Do go and ask them. And I personally want to talk about how this year I had a similar experience of I thought someone was an experienced trainer. They had 30 years behind them of you know, women's fat loss, and that really appealed to me, because that's what I was hoping to do, fat yeah. loss, and um, whilst he did have a good portfolio and things, like, him as a trainer um, towards me, like, wasn't actually that good, so what would happen is, he would tell me all these exercises that I needed to do, and basically give me a rundown of how to do them, but not in, like, a in-depth manner, and so often I would do the form incorrect or he wouldn't even stop me to like kind of change my form and as a result like I wasn't having full range of motion which impacted me in my in terms of my motivation and even just like my body was fatigued and tired more than usual and, and you're not you're not getting the full benefits of the exercise for example I was doing like deadlifts and he put me on that as a new person like as a new um, person to the gym and I never had like previously weightlifted like this, those sort of um, exercises, yeah. and so because it wasn't custom, and he kind of just threw me on to expect me to know what to do, I lost motivation completely. And so when I wasn't having personal training, I was just like not going to the gym or completely doing the opposite of what he was telling me. So obviously, I wasn't then progressing. Yeah, and the, the gym should be like a positive. It should be. It should be some environment for you that you really enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, make yeah. sure they're experienced. So on to on resistance training, I just want to break down some common terminology yeah. first. So firstly, we'll talk about a rep. So this is a single burst of effort while doing an exercise, mm-hmm. whereas a set is the number of reps you perform simultaneously. Yeah. Now to the load. So your load it, um will change compared to what your goal is at the time, but you've got your your load is always based off your one rep max. So this is the maximum amount of weight you can lift for an exercise with one repetition. Mm-hmm. So the now I want to go into the actual goals of this training, and the most common goal is hypertrophy. So the word itself actually means growth. Mm-hmm. So the point of it is to grow your muscles, and this resistance training is in the rep range of six to twelve reps, and you usually would try to do between three and six sets, and between every set you should aim for around thirty seconds to a minute and a half of rest. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and the load for doing hypertrophy should be between 67 to 85% of your one rep max. So I'll give you an example of if someone was doing bench press and their one rep max of bench press was 100, you would be doing 75 kilos for 10 reps with four sets and say a minute rest between each set, that would be hypertrophy training. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand as well. Yeah, so... That's really good for you explained it. Yeah, so it's, it's, you just like anywhere between that range and where it's comfortable to you can yeah, be Yeah, don't exert yourself because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're doing 100 um, max rep or whatever and then you just do one and you think, oh, now I've lifted 100, now I'm like, fine for the day. Yeah. For one rep, that's not how it works. Yeah, and you're, you're not increasing do, your muscle. Exactly. Yeah, so. You're just using it once. Yeah. So that's, so that's more strength level. training rather than hypertrophy training. So you, you want to really be in the rep range of 6 to 12. Yeah. And I don't really want to touch on power and strength as we're speaking about him. But because this is more for experienced lifters and today is just more of a 
basic breakdown of exercise overall yeah. and what can be used for maybe someone that's new to the gym or doesn't really have much knowledge about the gym. Yeah. So this training, uh, the next training is going to be um, well, long. Sorry, the next training will be muscular endurance. And this training will be for long distance people. So people that are trying to train for maybe like marathon or like a long distance cycling yeah. event. So if you're try if you're like trying to have um, your muscle fatigued under load for a long distance of time and try to be able to um, stand this constant pressure, this training will be right for you. And this training is a um, is basically in the rep range of over 12 reps so it's on that the upper limit of hypertrophy training and it's the the load will be under 67 percent of your one rep max so this is on the lower end of the hypertrophy training for the load so you're basically doing more reps and lower less weight yeah. yeah for more for a longer time so yeah. um onto the rest you want to make sure the rest is under 30 seconds so um an example would be someone that does um for the, well, let's say the same person that, that that had the 100 kilogram one rep max for bench press an example would be 60 kilograms with 15 reps for three sets and for 20 seconds rest so that's that's a basic breakdown also i forgot to mention the the number of sets that a person that's trying to have muscular endurance would do would be two to three so it's a bit it's less lower yeah it's a bit less than the um, on, the, on the lower end of hypertrophy amount of sets. So now we're going to go on to how to structure a program. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, always ask about these. Yeah, and it, it's difficult at first, but once you get the hang of it, like it becomes part of your routine. Yeah, it's like it's habit, really right? easy, yeah. yeah. So everyone is different, but the mo I think the most common form and what I use is a push-pull legs day. Yeah. Um, program, sorry. So push is basically your chest, shoulders, and triceps. Pull is your back and biceps. And legs include your hamstring, your quads, your glutes, your ab and abductors, and your calves. And because I'm more of an experienced um, weightlifter, I have more days lifting than someone like Molly, for yeah. example. And I'll just explain. I have an eight-day cycle. So basically, day one, I'll do push workout A. Day two, I'll do legs workout A, and day three, I'll do pull workout A. So day by day four, I'm pretty tired and I need a bit of a rest. Everyone needs a rest. Yeah, so I like to do dynamic stretching on that day. And I have an awesome app, awesome app called GoWood, and I'll touch on this later when we go on to other forms of exercise. And also on my um, off day, I like to do my calves then. I don't like to use it, do it with legs. That's just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. And I also do my ab training on rest days. So after having a bit of a rest, and I usually feel much better after that, I'll go on to day five, which is push workout B. So this is the same muscle groups as push workout A, but it's just different exercises to keep myself engaged and try to make sure I'm activating all the range, all the um, different little muscles within the muscle groups. Yeah. So day five, push B, day six, legs B, day seven, Pull A, and then on day eight, it's my rest day again, and I'll do the same routine that I do on my first rest day. So if you're starting out, I would personally do three days, and I'd, an easy way to do it is push, pull, and legs, as it's really easy to structure and easy to understand. 
Yeah, so leading on from that, I actually do a three-day cycle compared to Lockie's eight. Yeah. Um, just because I was starting off, um, obviously pre in previous years I have been to the gym, but this is my first time fully being in the consistent, habits and yeah. being consistent. Um, so my first day is push, then it's pull, then it's legs, and then I have a rest day or just do a cool workout like um, Lockie does. And then I repeat it. And the thing I like about Lockie and like how he personalised my programme, because when we first met, like... We spoke about this and he helps me um, decide what exercises I like doing the most because I want to be motivated in the gym. I want to be able to go every day or like on the cycle. I don't want to just like be like, oh, I don't want to go today because the exercise I'm doing is just like so boring, like the deadlifts used to yeah. be. And so he asked me what kind of um, exercises I really like doing. And then he incorporated that into um, my workout that he planned for, out for me. Um, and I'd like to also say that in the past, like, as I also mentioned, like, I was doing deadlifts and because of that had no motivation. But now I've actually been on the program for about five to six weeks. Yeah, and like so that. far, this is probably the most consistent I've been with it. And um, soon I will incorporate deadlifts and stuff because yeah. now my form is much better and I'm more informed about how to do it. And just it's in more general, enjoyable because it's the exercises you want to do. Yeah, exactly. And just in general, like now I'm actually really enjoying to go to the gym and mindset is much stronger. Yeah, and back onto your cycle, I don't um I just wanted to mention you didn't I don't think you made it very clear. She has rest days between each of her push pull and leg days. Oh yeah. yeah. So like basically in a week she'll just do push pull and legs and they'll take up a whole week, whereas uh, mine's more of an eight day cycle. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, there's not really a right split. And there's other splits that I'll, I'll give a basic breakdown of. So like, some people like doing upper body, lower body. So there'll be a, maybe a four day, um, a, four days out of the week you'd be going to the gym. So day one, you do upper body one. Day two, you do lower body one. day, And then you might have a rest day. And then yeah. you'd have day four, you'd have lower body, uh, upper body two. And day five, you might have lower body two. So that's, that is another form of... Um, making your split but there's no really right and wrong it's just what you prefer and some people prefer to do just the lower body and all of their upper body in one on one workout another way is a full body split and this is actually um there's a lot more science behind it um in recent times and some bodybuilders have actually got into it and it's actually quite interesting and basically what they do is they try to do everything in one day so they might do a chest a shoulders a tricep a quad a hamstring so like one exercise for each major muscle group and they incorporate that every single day throughout the week or as many days as you want to work oh, out. Oh, okay, yeah. So this, this can be easy for a, a starter um, to get into, but as I said, there's no right or wrong. And the last one I wanted to mention is a bro split. So a bro split is basically working out one to two muscle groups. So you might do chest and shoulders one day. You might do biceps, triceps another day. You might do back and hamstring another day, you might do quads and calves another day. So that's more of a four or five day um, routine throughout the week. Yeah. And that just lets you, allows you to um, focus on one major muscle group if that suits you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cool. So um, that's basically all the splits that are common. Everyone has their own thing yeah. and it just make it work for you and try different things out and see what, what you guys like. Definitely. So now I want to, this is probably the most scientific or like complicated part of the um, podcast. And I like, I really want to emphasize this because like, this is basically the 
the fundamental benefits of doing strength training and this is progressive overload. So basically what the main aim of hypertrophy training is, is to achieve muscle which it can only be done through progressive overload. So this is the gradual progression of the number of sets, reps or weight that you lift for each exercise and this is essential for muscle growth as, as well as being in a caloric surplus which we touched on last podcast. So if you want to gain muscle, you need to be increasing either your reps, set and weight over time or, uh, sorry, as well as being in a caloric surplus. Yeah. And just to touch on it, I'm not going to go into depth, but if you're in your first six months of training or first six months of one year of training, you can lose weight while, so being in a caloric deficit while increasing your muscle. So... This can only be done within your first year of training. So just, I'm not going to, I'll go into the science of that in another episode and explain in more depth, but I just want to let you know. So a lot of people get into the gym and absolutely kill themselves and have So you'll say you go your first time and you lift as much weight and do as much reps of everything you can. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you get into the gym and all you'll do is do the same amount or even less because you, you're not as motivated because you're not progressing. And this means you you have no room for progress and you're not going to be building muscle. So how do you do this? How can I, as a listener, put this in my program? Well, I'll explain how I do it. So every two to three months, I'll do a new program. And so I'll have a completely different split. Usually would be push-pull legs, but I'll just change up all the exercises. And I'll usually start with, um, for each day I do training for, I'll start with maybe five exercises and over the two to three months, I'll try to add one to two more exercises per day. Um, and this will contribute to the progressive overload. And with the amount of reps, I'll, this doesn't really progress for me as much because I'm trying to, you obviously want to stay in the rep range of six to 12, no matter what. So if I'm doing 10 reps, I only really have room to go for one to two more reps. But sometimes over time, if I'm feeling good, I might include an extra rep or two per exercise. Um, and then on to the amount of sets. So um, with um, hypertrophy, you want to be three to five sets. So I usually start with around three to four sets. And then over time, I might inc- um, increase it to four or five mm-hmm. sets. So this is an easy way to pr- achieve progressive overload. And don't do all of this at once. So the first week for your first exercise, you might increase the rep of an exercise and then a week or two later for the same exercise you might include increase the, the amount of sets you do and then the week or two later you might increase the amount of weight you put on so like just consistently progressing in any of those three forms will allow you to achieve progressive overload and this is a really easy way to allow yourself to build muscle so from explaining this now this is where girls will think oh my god so if I do weight training, I am going to gain muscle and I'm going to look really bulky. Yeah. Well, yes, you will. And that only happens if you're eating more calories than you burn, being in a caloric surplus. And most girls like to be dieting. And these girls will not be putting muscle on because they'll be dieting and they'll be losing, hopefully, fat. So that's just a common stigma. And I just want to push you out of that and um, actually show you that there's actually benefits over cardio for doing um, weight training if you're trying to lose weight because 
girls really love to do cardio and this is sometimes all they do and yes it might help you um, burn calories and but also help your cardiovascular yeah it might help your cardiovascular health but that guess what weight training does the same thing you burn calories and if you're doing uh if you're getting your heart rate up you're also helping your cardiovascular health and that could be a form of hit so if you get the same benefits out of weight training as you do from doing cardio especially i think like also cardio is like really unmotivating for some girls yeah like, they'll be like oh it can be a lot of, of an effort to a do. lot of effort to do especially at long distance running or something so it's good to switch it up like you mm. still continue cardio with weight training and it's good to have like that once during the day once during the week or something yeah. but not every day like and then that's when you like find yourself unmotivated exactly and i touched on um them having the same characteristics now you're thinking well how does weight training help you more than cardio well if you're trying to lose weight weight training allows you to re retain not gain but retain muscle so i just want to emphasize that it's retaining so it allows you to retain muscle so if you're losing weight what it will do it will maximize the amount of fat you lose and not muscle so a lot of girls will be doing just cardio and trying to lose weight and yeah they might lose weight but that could be losing a lot of muscle mass exactly. and no one wants to be losing muscle mass you want to be losing your fat Mm -hmm. So if you want to be eating in a high protein diet and you want to be um, doing resi resistance training to maximize the amount of fat you lose. Cool. So if you're, um, well, basically, I think that's it for um, strength training. I think that's good. Yeah, well, um, I'd like to just add on to that where talking about the stigma around weight training in girls. Um, obviously, uh, I feel like it's only recently that girls have actually really started to take up weight training seriously, I feel. And I can speak on behalf of that because I have now. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, it's a lot of um, a lot of girls do think that uh, weight training all, um, automatically is bodybuilding. And it's really not. Um, it's so beneficial to your health in so many different ways. And I do it. So I can tell you this as like a girl myself. Yeah. And actually, I really don't like cardio as much anymore. Like... I would choose weight training over it. So there you go, Molly's breaking the stigma. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now on to the last form of exercise that we want to touch on, and this is flexibility. So basically, the definition of flexibility is like the range of motion that um, of a joint. So there's a range of benefits to um, improving your, your flexibility. And there's if you're incorporating these exercises to your routine, it can really contribute to your overall health. So... The first form is dynamic stretching, and this is stretching the range of motion during a more forceful, dynamic, active movement. For example, walking lunges? Yeah, that's a great example. And the next is static. So dynamic, you're always going to be moving, whereas static, you're literally just going to be stiff, and you're going to be stre um, stretching a range of, um, a, sorry, you're going to be stretching a range of the joint movement during like a held or like a passive movement. So, for example, like a bicep stretch against a wall. Yeah. Just like kind of your whole, the rest of your body is kind of still. Yeah. And then you, the only range of motion is in your arm. Yeah. So you just you might, you might just, you literally just think of like all the exercises when you're like a little and you're, you're doing like your, um, your little teams for whatever sport you play and you do a warm up. Oh, yeah. You, you do like. You, you do little stretching little warm ups. Yeah. So that, yeah. that sort of stuff. That's your static That's stretches. That's the about. And then the last one is. More, they're more advanced and this is ballistic stretching so this is like bounding like movement so um, this is moving from like side to side and bouncing off yeah which can actually be really dangerous so 
if you're not advanced, you just got to be careful doing this sort of stuff. For example, like a hamstring stretch, um, you need yeah, to stand perfect. upright with your legs straight and then bend over and repeatedly reach down and relax, but make sure, you know, you're not bouncing back to and forth because mm. it can really damage your lower back yeah. and other parts of your legs. Yeah, exactly. So some of the benefits of doing um, improving your flexibility could be injury prevention. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when you warm up for a game, you're doing... You improve your flexibility by stretching out, yeah. and this is why we do it because you want to prevent um, your injury. Um, improving your posture and balance, yeah. which you can like overall just from your like overall life. Who yeah. doesn't want to be like have a better posture and be really balanced and be able to do whatever exercise yeah, they want to do? Um, also, improving your physical performance with your muscles working more effectively. And I've noticed this from increasing my flexibility that I have a better mind-muscle connection with my muscles. So like if I'm doing a, a gym, an, an exercise in the gym, I'll feel, I'll really feel the stretch in the muscle and I'll really you be able to engage with it. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. And also you gain your strength as you're um, through stretching, um, as you're ensuring your muscles have the right amount of tension. And lastly, and it's something that people don't clearly think about, and I don't actually think about that much. And no, it's actually think. relaxation, and like it's actually relaxing to the open up and stretch your muscles because it can relieve you like the tension and put you in like a relaxed state or yeah, mood. Definitely. So if you're a bit tense, like this could be a good form of like self meditation to get yourself back it's like regulated. Yoga, right? Yeah, it's what in yoga like people doing yoga mm. they stretch, and I wonder why that might fall. Mm. Um, and this is where I wanted to go on to go with the app I use. So basically, this is static and dynamic stretches. And when you go onto the app, if you sign up using your credit card, you get a free month. And basically, I've never paid for it. But I used the free month to get... Um, it gives you a little test of the range of motion over your whole body. And this shows you... The, the tests Like have like four or five options how you did. And you click one. And um, after the test is completed, it shows where you need to improve your flexibility. So for myself it was like really my hips and my lower body due to my ACL injury and uh, I think my whole family really has a a tight hips all the time so um, I've it gives you a like a little workout to do and like it's not really a workout it's more stretches and it um, focuses on the stuff you really need to work on so if you download yeah yeah, so if you download the app get the free month and all you need to do is use the um do the test, get the workout, cancel the subscription, and you can still look at all the exercises on the app for each muscle group and for um, for anything really, and while ensuring that you um, like improve your flexibility. So it's great. So that's so good. So that's accessible to everyone, really. Yeah. Um, so also, like I'd just like to add um, more science side of things. So with flexibility, there's an improved blood circulation so when you indulge an intense workout the body pumps blood faster to the heart making it beat at a rapid rate and stretching allows the body to cool down and also helps your heart rate return to normal the release of lactic acid during an intense workout is broken with stretching so that, that obviously um reduces the fatigue and like you know when you like really hurt after mm. your workout if you've done an intense one then that's really good like stretching will really help with that um and also this allows muscle recovery and repair which is really important and the blood circulation to the muscles is once again resumed while with stretching. This allows the heart rate to come back to its original resting rate. Um, we advise that you hold a stretch for 30 seconds. Please don't bounce, which can cause an injury. And 
you'll feel tension during a set stretch but you should not feel pain and if you do um, there may be an injury or damage to tissue so please stop stretching that muscle and please go and see a physio not a doctor a physio um, and therefore yeah would you like to sum up this episode yeah I think that was great so uh, I reckon because we spoke about aerobic exercise resistance training or strength training and flexibility and to give you a few words for each aerobic exercise is improving your cardiovascular health Resistance training retains and helps build muscle, and flexibility is important for your all-round health. Yeah. So Perfect. yeah, cool. that was a really cool episode, yeah, and great. we hope you use some, take some of those key points away, and it helps you in the gym because obviously we've started here at all one point as well. Yeah, and um, as I said, don't go from zero to one hundred. If you want to in- incorporate some of this into your life, start with a little bit, see how you feel, and react off that, and you could in- incorporate more um, over time. And also don't forget to um, follow us on Instagram, The Nutrition Expedition, or even give us an email at the Nutrition Expedition Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, we love interacting with you guys. And if you have anything to share with us, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much. All see right, ya. we'll see you next week. Bye. See you guys.